A mossy docker. Imagine that. <laughs> what mossy? What's your what's your highest high and lowest low in your in your years to date? Give us the best thing that's happened to you and the worst thing. Heavy question. Uh, are we talking personal? I'm talking whatever you want, buddy. Can be on the field, off the field. Whatever your highest high is. Well, I don't know how you go past the, the birth of your children yep. as a high. Yep. Um, might sound cliche, but uh, for those of us who have been through it, we'll understand it. Yep, for uh, sure. Agree. So, that, yeah, that definitely gets the green tick. Professionally, probably uh, <laughs> the one and only goal I scored in my uh, in my professional career for Northern Spirit, North Sydney Oval, Sydney Derby against Mark Love it. Um, that was a good night. Did you win the game? Oval packed out. Yeah, we won the game 1-0. Yeah. Oh, the only goal. Even better. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a great... Just a shame it was against um, Marconi. <laughs> I love oh, Marconi. Um, and uh, the lowest low, gee. Um, look, I'll, I'll go with, um, you know, being publicly sucked is never fun. Mm. Um, yep. so, so probably the Mariners' experience in the end was, was up there, but... Um, also, when when I was representing Australia at the uh, the Jewish Olympics, the Maccabee Games in Israel, and the bridge collapsed, and we lost oh, four, uh, four Australians yeah. in 1997. Yeah, so horrible. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, a, a big low as well, but a great learning experience. Um, you know, out of tragedy, you've got to take the silver lining, and um, there were some some really big uh, learning experiences out of that. Was your brother there? He was, was. He was on the bridge. He was too. Yeah, yeah. he was oh, one of the first God. to hit the water, and. Um, yeah, um, it was a horrible experience, surreal. Even yeah, if I yeah. think about it now, they've just had the 25-year anniversary um, of it over there in Israel because the Maccabee Games have just been on. So, um, yeah, again, thoughts. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some listeners uh, tuning in who mm. were impacted by that. So uh, thoughts go out to everyone who was impacted 25 years ago. Wow, yeah, that's gone quick. Manchester United 2, Liverpool 1. I've been copying torrents of abuse, and rightfully so. So, (laughs) look, the fans... Mostly from me. Incredible. (laughs) The fans... Man United fans protesting big-time pre-match as well at an interesting edge to this game. Uh, Obviously protesting against the ownership and the direction of the club there at Old Trafford. But uh, then they got on the park and were just too good for Liverpool. What do you make of it? And what do you make of both these clubs going forward, particularly Liverpool now? Yeah, well, that's right. Well, let, let's, let's start, Mido, which is unusual for us. But let's start with Manchester United um, rather than Liverpool. And could it have been a player who was sitting in the stands that actually helped them get over the line? Uh, Casemiro, uh, their new signing. Uh, they've signed him for £60 million. Pounds, uh, which could go up by an extra 10 with add-ons. Um, this guy comes from uh, Real Madrid. He's a, he's a defensive midfielder. He's a leader. He's a warrior. Uh, he dictates the tempo of games. Um, he's won everything there is to, to win. Three La Ligas, five Champions League titles at Real Madrid, um, three Super Cups, etc. The list goes on and on. Um, 500-game career so far. 30 years of age. So for a defensive midfielder, he's at a fantastic age. Will that be enough to salvage and, and get Manchester United back to where they want to be? I still think there's deep-seated problems at the club and they're going to take a lot longer. It was a great result for them, no doubt. Um, my phone was going off very early in the morning uh, from all my friends in England who hate Liverpool and love Manchester United. Um, but I still think there's some really deep cultural issues that need to be um, ironed out at that club. Um, and, and by the way, Eric Bailey's uh, on his way out on loan to Marseille. He's been at the club since 2016, Ivory Coast International. So he's on the in the departure lounges, Casemiro's in the arrivals. Liverpool, 
Um, I called it out a couple of weeks ago, Mido. I don't know if you remember, but the, the game against Crystal Palace when um, Luis Aha scored, and I said there was a real lack of intensity in what we did defensively around stopping that goal. And then and then Sergio Van Dijk, when he defended Zaha in the box, and I said that, for me, was just a snapshot of where we're at at the moment. There, there's an attitude problem. There's an intensity issue um, with what's happening on the pitch. And for me, that's mental, um, not, not physical. So um, I'm sure Klopp is working hard on that. But this is a horrible start. No, no winning three. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Tell me about Mossy the um, Ronaldo situation. So he gets, what's he get? Four minutes or six minutes the other day against Liverpool. Surely that he can't stay at United and play those minutes. He's either got to, he's got to be on or he's got to be out. Yeah, that's that's right, Chloe. That's what you would think um, for sure. But the, the the stumbling block is the transfer fee and the salary demands. Um, you know, there's been some big clubs, mostly all of the big clubs, uh, not just in England, but in Europe, have knocked him back and said, no, we're not interested. Um, so he's kind of backed himself into a corner. And as I said last week, for me, and I know Champions League is, is probably his motivator for, for, mm. for going to a club that's in the Champions League, but I think he's at a perfect age and stage of his career to go and make a difference in an MLS or you know somewhere in Asia or something like that where you can really make a difference with his profile and, and earn the sort of money that he wants to earn, of course. But um, with his profile, he could make a real difference to the game in the parts of the world where it's just it's, it's not a religion. Mm. Um, sorry, like what like, Beckham did in America. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beckham, Iniesta. Um, you know some some famous names of uh, yeah. done at Pele all those years ago. Yeah. Um, with the Cosmos. So. Yeah, I, I think that's where his career's at, but who am I? <laughs> who am I to judge? But you, you would have laughed at this, Clarkie, the other morning. I don't know if you saw it, Mido, but um, just before the Manchester United-Liverpool game, the commentary team was down on the pitch and it was Gary Neville, it was uh, Roy Keane, it was Jamie Carragher, yeah. and Ronaldo was warming up. <laughs> Brush Carragher. Well, completely brushed Carrick. Fair enough, too. Uh, oh. And said g'day to Gary Neville and gave Roy Keane a hug. Yeah. And uh, oh. Carragher was just left doing... Uh, yeah, yeah chin spinning. up, Carragher. Oh, chin up, mate. He's United Grubs. Mate, messing with Ronaldo, please. Carragher's not as good as his left boot. He's just United Grubs. Oh, my God. Anyway, more Grubs. importantly, more importantly, Mossy, I hear there's an Aussie ref in the EPL. <clears throat> Jared Gillette. Now, he was referee of the year multiple times in the A-League. And then all of a sudden disappears, hangs up the whistle here in Australia and disappears to England, starts refereeing in the championship. Now, the other morning... Unbelievable. ...touted as the game of the season so far. Granted, we're still new into the season, but plenty of games have been played so far. Um, he was in charge of, Manche- of Newcastle, Manchester City. Um, and it kind of flew under the radar, but there was that big decision on uh, Kieran Trippier with the red card. So that was Gillette giving Trippier the red card, and then it was overturned by VAR. And um, and Gillette put his hand up and went to the sideline, looked at it and said, no red card. Um, but that was a fantastic game of football. And the referee, for me, always plays a role in a fantastic game of football because you don't notice them. Mm, yeah. And uh, that flew under the radar, but I wanted to call it out. Yeah, love it. Mossy. Champions League draws tonight, isn't it? In the early hours tomorrow morning. And Celtic and Rangers will be there after Rangers beat PSV this morning. But what a moment for Ange Postacoglu to watch his side, which is now 36 games unbeaten, 
be put in a group, who knows, with. It's a long way from managing, what, the Whittlesea Zebras and South Melbourne, etc. <laughs> Absolutely. How good is it? Awesome. And, and, you know, this was one of his... Uh, well, it, it wasn't the main reason of, uh, at all for bringing Harry Kewell in next to him, but it certainly was one of the ingredients. Um, Harry having the experience, having played in the Champions League. So a wise move by, um, by Ange, but you're right. Well, this is a proud moment for him. It's a proud moment for for all Australians, really, who, who follow any any code of sport, because to have an Aussie manager in the technical area during the Champions League, the, the greatest club competition on the planet, um, is going to be remarkable. Yeah, that is tonight in uh, Turkey, in Istanbul, that'll be taking place. And uh, just back home as well, before we get your Premier League mail, Goose Hitting, set to reunite with Graham Arnold, I'm sure this wouldn't come cheap just for one game, but great to have a goose back uh, around the Socceroos before they head off to the World Cup. Yeah, this is fantastic. I had a couple of chats with uh, with Arnie about this on our recent uh, trip away, and he was really excited. It was just an idea that he had. That, you know, we're, we're celebrating 100 years of the Socceroos, and um, you know, what better way to to do that in Brisbane against New Zealand? Um, you know, our trans Tasman rivals. Um, with the first coach to qualify us for the World Cup in 32 years, uh, alongside the first Aussie coach to qualify us for a World Cup. Uh, sorry, to take us to the World Cup. Qualify us and take us to the World Cup, I should say. I don't want to disrespect what Ange did, of course, but Arnie's the first to actually qualify us because the World Cup that Ange took us to, the team had already qualified, and then Ange qualified us and didn't go to the World Cup. So there's the distinction there. But I think it'll be a fantastic night in Brisbane, Puss, uh, you know, should get the keys to the country. Uh, he did remarkable things back in 2005, six. Uh, he's a great storyteller, so I think he will really inspire the players on their um, on their path to getting selected for the World Cup. Busy league, uh, busy league, busy week coming up in the Premier League because they've got a set of games over the weekend. Then there's midweek games next week as well. So, what are you going with, Mossy? So much to talk about. Just before I go to the multi middo, James Johnson, ah, yes. FA CEO, re-signed a contract extension uh, overnight. He's uh, been in charge since 2020, um, overseen us getting the Women's World Cup, of course, and the latest uh, World Cup qualifying campaign of the Socceroos. So he'll take in now the uh, the World Cup in Qatar, the Women's World Cup hosting uh, co-hosting with New Zealand next year, the Asian Cup in 2023, and then the Paris Olympics 2024. So some good news there. Stability which is what we need. Let's get to the multi. You ready? I am. You sure? Because this is going to be fast-paced. Go for it. I'll try. <laughs> Brentford. Brentford to beat Everton okay. at home. Chelsea to beat Leicester at home. Coachless. Thomas Tuchel has been banned for a week for, for that uh, coming mm. uh, forward to forward with uh, Antonio Conte. So Chelsea will have to do it without Thomas Tuchel. Uh, Newcastle to beat Wolves away. And Arsenal to beat Fulham at home. Okay, there's your four-legger. Brentford, Chelsea, Newcastle, Arsenal. That four-legger, $9.83, Mossy. With yeah, tap. A little boost, so you could get that just over 10, couldn't you? A little boost, a little multiply. I'm sure That's you'll get it. there. Mate, thank you so much. You have a great weekend. Good on you guys. Take care.